everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the That's a Plan podcast. I'm Hafsa and on this episode I wanted to talk to you guys about Ramadan um, and specifically how to prepare for Ramadan um, or to approach it in the global pandemic situation that we're in right now. It's no doubt going to be something we haven't really experienced before um, and it's going to definitely be a very different Ramadan to what we're used to um, And so we might not be feeling like Ramadan is going to be starting really, really soon. For those of you listening that don't know what Ramadan is, don't worry, I'm going to try and explain as much as I can. Um, I'm going to go through some of the ideas or ideals behind Ramadan and behind why Muslims do what they do um, during the month. So uh, let's get into the episode. So Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar and during this month um, Muslims all around the world, um, healthy adults, will be observing fasting during the day and during daylight hours. So the actual amount of time that you will be fasting will differ from country to country because the amount of hours spent in daylight will differ between country to country. Um, So some of the ideals um, and ideas behind Ramadan and behind the fasting is for Muslims to be able to become a little bit more self-aware about the choices that they're making, um, about their daily routines, um, about what they're putting into their body, what kind of habits they are um, pursuing, um, you know, how they're spending their time. Is that good for them as humans? Uh, you know, is it is it what they need? Is it what's going to be nourishing, not just in a food um, way, but just in a in nourishing for your soul as well um so that's one of the reasons the others um include god consciousness um like i touched upon just you know to improve health to extinguish any unhealthy habits unhealthy habits that we may have picked up um it's also important that we use this time to reconnect with loved ones um increase charitable acts um and as well look at our elderly um within communities and within our society and look at those that are ill or um, that are poorly um, and how we treat them and what it is they need and and are we helping as much as we can be. So it it is really a time of self-reflection and as reflection as a community as well. It's really common to um, hear people talk about how during Ramadan you can't eat or drink or smoke during daylight hours and talk about the toughness of it and how it's you know it's it's quite difficult to do and that's of course true especially during the first couple of days um I know that I always tend to get a caffeine headache which probably means that I'm drinking way too much caffeine throughout other months in the year but the first few days of Ramadan I just am so tired and I'm quite grumpy um and I just feel like I really need a good cup of coffee, um, but I don't have one. Um, and, you know, after two or three days, maybe four or five, that kind of subsides and I get used to it and I feel a lot more alert when I wake up. I don't feel that craving for coffee. Um, I don't feel that craving for caffeine or cups of tea throughout the day. Um, I'm not unnecessarily putting that into my body um, because I'm fasting. And so, yeah, it is tough, but I think once we look into, you know, the 
the um, the month and all of the other aspects around it, we realize that it's actually so much more than not doing stuff. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what else there is. Take eating, for example. I mean, during this pandemic, we've seen how easy it is um, to just eat unnecessarily and generally just eat because you're bored. Um, so what we try and do in Ramadan is that you are more aware of the fact that essentially you only have two meals. I mean, technically you could eat all the way from breaking your fast up until it's time for you to start your fast, which would be a few hours at night or a really long night, depending on where you're, li- um, where you're living. Um, but the idea behind it is that we're a lot more aware of what we're putting into our body. So we tend to eat foods that are more wholesome um, that aren't processed as much um, because we don't want to feel sick or bloated. Um, we eat more fruit and more veg because we feel that that keeps us fuller for longer. We're aware that you know if we get hungry throughout the day, we're not just going to be able to have a quick snack or if we're bored, we can't just go to the fridge and open and close and open and close. Um, so we're a lot more aware of what we're actually putting in our bodies um, in the morning um, and what we're putting in our bodies in the evening as well. I know for, you know, for myself and my own personal experience, I probably drink a lot more water during Ramadan than I do on a day outside of it, um, which is really strange because I have so many more hours in the day to be drinking water when it's not during Ramadan. But I'm so aware during Ramadan that I don't, I no longer have these hours. Um, to be drinking water that I feel like I should make sure that my body is getting enough um, hydration during the times that I I am drinking. Um, so I definitely drink a lot more water during Ramadan, um, which helps obviously with the headaches. It helps me with being able to sleep. I mean, I do use the bathroom a lot more because I need to pee, but that's just by the way. Um, and it does, and my skin is a lot better <laughs> during Ramadan because I'm just drinking a lot more water, um, which is obviously really, really good. So at sunset, we break our fasts. Um, and again, you know, personally, I tend not to overeat as much because I'm aware that there's a night prayer and um, I'm aware that, you know, I probably have seen things throughout the day that maybe I want to eat at night. And so I try not to eat too much um, when I break my fast because then I won't be hungry enough to eat all of the other treats that I've seen throughout the day. Um, So I space it out a lot better. um, And that helps me feel, you know, less lethargic. I don't feel as bloated because I'm not just, you know, stuffing my face. Generally, people experience more, um, well, less indigestion and better sleep because you're not full and you're not uncomfortable and your body's not trying to sort out your stomach and digest all of this food that you've eaten. Um, it's it's calm and, you know, it's ready to, to get to sleep. I mentioned a little bit earlier on um, God consciousness. So just wanted to explain a little bit about what I meant by this. If you're someone that believes in the religion, or if you're someone that believes in God, or if you're someone that's spiritual, um, you've probably experienced 
ups and downs um, when it came to your faith or your spirituality and that's completely normal you know we're human and um, just like we would lose motivation in work or exercise doesn't mean that we don't love it or we don't enjoy it it just means that we're a little bit tired um, and we maybe need a push and so I know that Ramadan acts like a push for a lot of us and um, kind of to get us back into some habits that maybe we've forgotten about or maybe um you know life has got in the way and we're just not doing all of the things that we want to do and like I said it's really about um being more self-aware and looking you know doing some self-reflection um and looking at who you are as a person and and who you want to be as a person and kind of using it as an example or a guide to be able to continue that over the course of the rest of the year so during this month um and it can either be 29 days or 30 days depending on the um lunar calendar um we are we are asked to refrain or abstain or fast from certain things but we're also asked to try and increase our efforts in other areas so it really is a time for community and family and trying to get in touch with people you may have not heard from in a while and um, checking in, making sure that they're okay, asking them if they need any help, if they are prepared for Ramadan, you know, exchanging, if it's someone that maybe you grew up with, exchanging memories and stories about that time and just, you know, reliving a really good time together um, with them. So as well, like, you know, in a non pandemic situation it would usually include a lot of invites to gatherings and um, community gatherings friends and families to just spend as much time together as possible um because that's one of the the elements of it is about creating that community um obviously we are in a very unusual situation at the moment and it's a very uncertain time and one of the things we're not going to be doing is going out and meeting lots of people and uh, you know accepting invites to lots of different houses or inviting people um, to our houses and we're trying to just make sure that we're taking all of the precautions still necessary so that part of it I think a lot of people are quite concerned that's that spirit um, the spirit of Ramadan that spirit of community is going to be lost um, and they are scared about how it's going to feel or they're a bit apprehensive because we are going into an unknown so we're we're also asked to be aware of those around us um and to try and increase our giving to communities and charities both near and far so this could be you know local charities or local um causes that you are interested in it could be a neighbor that you know may not have had time to prepare the meal to break their fast and if you could just leave something at the door or you know, knock on the door and say, you know, I've prepared a little bit extra, or if it's someone in the community that, you know, doesn't have any family, um, staying with them, then to just, you know, involve them and, and make them part of your community and your family as well. And that's one of the key parts of it. So something that's really important and that I really love about the religion is that in Islam, um, when they say, or when we say giving in charity, it doesn't necessarily just mean financially. It can be something as simple as smiling at someone or being kind with your words rather than um, rather than unkind. And it's so simple. It doesn't have to be 
anything, you know, drastic or life-changing for you. It could just be a simple act that could make so much of a difference to someone else. And I find that so incredibly beautiful. And I think that as a community, um, we definitely try to embrace that a lot more during Ramadan and try and set that forward as an example for the rest of the year. So I've just touched on three really simple basic examples. Um, I could go on for much longer, but I really wanted to focus the next part of the podcast on some ideas that have helped me prepare um, or have helped me with the approach of Ramadan to make sure that I maintain some sort of atmosphere that I'm used to um, and that I really, really enjoy and that I feel calm in. So hopefully they will be really helpful to you guys as well. So getting together uh, as a community and seeing all friends and family is usually such a huge part of the Ramadan experience. Um, social gatherings usually increase, We whether that's, you know, for fundraising or it's in prayer or it's to eat. Um, and that's something that a lot of people look forward to. And it's something that a lot of people associate with the month as well was, oh, I can find, I, you know, I can, I can see that friend that I don't really see, or I've come home and I'm spending Ramadan with my family and I don't get to see them that often. Um, but, you know, this year, the experience is going to be completely different. Um, there's not going to be any community breaking of fasts. There's not going to be congregations of night prayers. Um, and there's not going to be community celebrations of Eid. So how do we still allow ourselves to have that Ramadan feeling um, and to create that Ramadan atmosphere within our own friendship groups, within our own homes. Um, and what is it that we actually, you know, are there stuff that we can actually do? Is there is there no way of getting that back? Or do we have to be creative and try and figure out new ways um, or different ways of being able to try and get that feeling back? So I've put together about five points that has helped that have helped me create a similar atmosphere to Ramadan. And obviously I can't know exactly what it's going to um, feel like um, until the month starts, but I'm hopeful that these will at least show me that it's it's Ramadan. I'll, I'll wake up and remember that it's Ramadan um, and I'll wake up and remember all of the things that I want to do and the place that I want to be in after the month is over. So I'm going to share those with you guys. Um, so uh, number one is kind of specific, I guess, if you plan. So I like to plan things ahead of time. So when this episode comes out, there'll probably be about a week before um, Ramadan starts. And one of the things that I found really helpful was to actually uh, purchase a digital Ramadan planner. So I'd seen quite a few of these around and some of them just really didn't take my fancy. Some of them were a bit too long. Some of them weren't long enough. Some of them were just journals and I had to fill everything out myself. Um, and I just wanted something with a little bit more guidance. And so I found one from Design with Soph on Etsy. Well, I actually found it on Instagram. Um, and I will be linking or tagging the Instagram on uh, this post on my Instagram. So um, you guys can can look at it. And if you if you like the design or if you like it, then definitely I would recommend purchasing one. Um, I, I personally loved the layout and the sim simplicity of it and how easy it was to use. So I had to get it. Um, and also digital stationery is kind of what I 
really, really love doing this year because I've made a promise to myself that I won't buy a lot of um, paper stationery and I will try and use the devices that I have to actually facilitate that for me. Um, so I'm going to use it to plan my days during Ramadan. So that means planning my meals, um, planning what I'm going to have in the morning, what I'm going to have in the evening, um, my in, my intention for how I'm going to try and reconnect spiritually and my intention for what I want to look at myself, look at within myself and um, kind of make better or or change, or if there's any, you know, self-improvements that I can make, and that's what I'm going to use the planner for. Um, number two would be to use technology to be able to close the gap um, that social distancing, I guess, has caused. And we're, we're quite fortunate that we live in a time where, even though we might be physically distanced, we can still connect with loved ones using technology. Of course, that's not going to be the same because nothing can replace the physical closeness of someone. Um, but at the moment, it's what we've got and we can make the best of it and we can use it to our advantage. So one of the ways that I thought would be really, really interesting um, and really good to create a global community was by um, creating a WhatsApp group for um, a women's supportive group during Ramadan. And I put a poll out a few days ago, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I put a poll out on Instagram a few days ago and the answer to that was, a resounding yes people would really really appreciate that so that will be up by the weekend after this episode is out um so if you want a link to it let me know via that's a plan underscore on instagram and i'll add you to the list number three is to try and set goals between you and your loved ones so for instance one of the goals for me is to read more quran and this is something that i would like to do outside of ramadan but i've decided that i'm going to start it in Ramadan um, just because I know that I'll probably feel a bit calmer um, and I'll probably have a little bit more time than I would usually um, outside of Ramadan. So what I've done is I've allocated specific pages or a specific an amount or number of pages to be read each day um, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be reading that alongside some other people and we're going to be doing the same pages. Um, and by having other people working toward the same goal as you, you have company on that journey. And when you feel your motivation going, motivation um, dipping or going down, you can um, look to them and they can help motivate you. And as well, when theirs is doing the same, um, you can do the same for them. Um, and it's just really helpful. It's like having a gym buddy, but for your soul, which is, I guess, everything needs working out. Number four is, this is if you have um, more than one or two people in your household. So I would recommend trying uh, to pray one or two prayers together that, you know, creates a community feel and you feel like you, there are other people in the house doing the same thing as you are. Um, and it just kind of gives you a little bit of support, which I think is really important to acknowledge that everyone in every aspect of their life needs support um, and having people that can support you through it will really help the outcome. 
Um, one of the other things you could try doing, and this you can do if you know if you live on your own or if you are disconnected or anything like that, um, is maybe decide with a group of people, maybe some friends or maybe a family member, on what surahs that you want to pray during a specific prayer. Um, and then at the end of the prayer, or when you you have both finished that prayer, you can talk about the meaning of the surah together, or you can listen to a recitation of it. Um, and it's just, again, another good way to be able to create a support system um, while not being able to be physically close to people. So we're at number five, the last and final tip. Um, this is a bit different to the previous four that I've talked about, but I think equally as important. Um, so try and fundraise if you can. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to have like a huge gathering or you have to fundraise loads and loads of money or you have to donate to a huge campaign or anything like that. It can be really, really simple. So I would suggest, you know, either on your own or together with some friends um, virtually, not, you know, close proximity um, unless it's people that you already live with. Um, so I would suggest setting up a fundraising page and asking for donations where donors would get something in return. So this could be something like if you donate a certain amount, you get some cakes or sweet treats for um, for you delivered to your door. Um, and this could be quite, you know, a community and quite a local project. Um, and that would be really, really good. And um it kind of brings the community together as well. Obviously, if you are doing something like that, make sure that you are practicing um, physical distancing and that you are taking the precautions that you need to if you are out delivering and make sure you're adhering to any local rules or laws that you have in place for this time. Another way would be um, if the donations would go toward creating packs for families or individuals that uh, maybe don't have the the ability to get down to the shops for essentials or are in the position where they can't afford essentials or anything like that um, and again it creates a community feel and you're giving back to your local community or you know and you're helping out people that that you know and see and that's one of the really important parts of Ramadan um, or you could uh, have it so that the donations would go towards a local uh, or international food banks that already have the facilities in place to be able to purchase these these goods, these food items, or whatever it is, um, and pass out to families or individuals that are in need of them. So there are ways of fundraising that doesn't include a huge big event um, with lots of fun and games. Um, and so it will be a bit different, uh, of course, like everything else during this time and everything else during Ramadan. Um, but it's important that we don't lose our spirit and that we still remember the importance of the month and the importance of who we are during this time and during the rest of the year. And that brings us to the end of the five tips for creating a Ramadan atmosphere during a pandemic. As I've said before multiple times in this episode, um, it is going to be a different experience, but it's still a special time and it's important that we remember that. Um, and it's really important that we try and look at the experiences, though they might be different, um, as a good thing and try and focus on some of the positives that we can take out from it. For example, we will be 
a lot more conscious of the effort that we're trying to put in to create this atmosphere for ourselves and for our loved ones, for our friends and our families. And so that might actually work in our benefit. Whereas had we not been in this situation, we may have just taken the fact that it's going to be Ramadan and it's going to be the same thing that we do every year for granted. Um, And I think the fact that we can stop and just maybe um, look at it and look at ways to be creative and ways to adapt is really, you know, a really positive thing. And that's something that we should take forward with us, even in the years to come after this pandemic is over, which it will be. Over the next few weeks, um, I'm going to be doing a weekly episode rather than every two weeks. Um, And it's going to be a weekly episode of kind of catching up um, and talking about where we are during Ramadan and how it's going, how the fasts are going, how um, I'm feeling, how the experience is. Is it the same? Have I managed to create something um, similar? Um, And if not, you know, why do I think that is? And so, you know, during this time, if any of you guys have any tips that you think would help or something that you've tried or your friends or families have tried and it's worked for you guys, then I definitely want to hear about them. Um, And you can reach out to me through Instagram, which is that's a plan underscore um, or through the blog, which is that's a plan dot co dot UK. So I hope that this has been beneficial for you guys in some way um, and it's helped maybe clear up some of the anxiety you have about the month approaching or some of the negative thoughts towards the month approaching that you might have because of how different it's going to be or what a different experience it's going to be and how maybe to turn those thoughts and feelings into something positive and how to work together to be able to create something positive so thanks again for listening um I can't believe that this is episode three of the podcast and I'm just wishing all of you the best for the coming weeks and definitely tune in next week which um will probably be after the first couple of days of Ramadan and so I can kind of give you guys an update of how I'm feeling and how it's been going and how you know friends or family are feeling um and I'm really looking forward to listening to your guys experiences um and what's been going on with you and your friend groups and your families as well so thanks again and see you next week